Hey there, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Join Adol Kozilski and Fagy Stern as they explore ways to reverse chronic illness and achieve vibrant health. Your health is your only wealth and together we can be better. Hashtag healthy you, wealthy you. Well, good morning, good morning. It's been one entire month of eating, feasting, a little bit of fasting and a lot of energy. How are you doing, Peggy? Must be honest, Adel, it was a great Yom Tov and I feel like the energy in the air was fantastic. You know, the shuls were full, the sukkahs were full, people were celebrating. I'm not so sure I'm ready to get back to reality. <laughs> well, we're back at reality. You know, we're starting the Pasha of Bereshit. And Bereshit is new beginnings, and maybe this year is a new beginning for people's health and for people being educated as to how they should remain healthy. And I think one of the things that everybody is struggling with is that there's a lot of pollen in the air. Everybody is waiting for the first rains to try wash things out, up, uh, wash things away. And um, we decided to kick off the new Jewish year with a discussion about histamine intolerance because it is such a vast topic it's a topic that is misunderstood and there's so much about it and it is our great pleasure to invite professor celine bernstein to our show i don't have to do too much introduction because she is a stalwart to the show everybody in town knows her so with no further ado good yontov and welcome celine thank you adele and thank you faggy Wonderful, a, w- a well-chosen subject, but not easy. Uh, and I hope the listeners will take notes. And I'll try and make it as simple as possible. Okay. So, darling listeners, I want to open up with questions that you must think about. Okay, do any of you have mystery symptoms that no one can figure out? Do you have extreme sensitivities to foods, medications, and supplements that other people don't have? Or perhaps you've held your breath when walking down the laundry aisle at the supermarket. Do any of you suffer from gut issues, sleep problems, brain fog, heart palpitations, or constant exhaustion? Maybe you're battling fibromyalgia with pain have rashes, hives, itching, headaches, or swelling. Now, if this sounds like you, you might have mast cell activation syndrome, shortened to MCAS. Now, there's 9 to 17% of the population that have MCAS, and it manifests a little bit differently for everyone. Now, it's often confused with histamine intolerance. The difference between the two is that when a person has um, mast cell activation syndrome, their mast cells secrete many mediators, not just histamine. So though histamine is still a major component of mast cell activation syndrome, it's only a piece of the puzzle. Now, the good news is you can recover from mast cell activation syndrome, but you need to identify the causes for the mast cell overstimulation, remove the offending triggers, and stabilize your system so that you can begin to heal. And one is often concerned 
that histamine intolerance can turn into mast cell activation syndrome, especially when histamine intolerance continues unchecked. So, so can you can you test for histamine intolerance? You know, it's very difficult to diagnose because it does not present itself as a strict set of evidence symptoms. Instead, your symptoms may be different depending on what you eat, what you're exposed to in your environment, and any other medical conditions you may have. There isn't really a set test for histamine intolerance since skin prick tests only test for a histamine reaction to a specific allergen, not a consistent buildup of histamine. Now, some histamine intolerance symptoms mimic a true allergic reaction, but the reaction is different from an allergy. So skin testing and blood um, allergy tests will be negative. And histamine intolerance is thought to be due to a buildup of histamine. And because of this, the symptoms may not be immediate. They may be triggered any time your threshold is reached. And it's difficult to pinpoint a particular culprit. Let me explain. You may have consumed high histamine foods in the morning, but low histamine foods in the afternoon. And even though the food in the afternoon was low in histamine, it's put you over your tolerance level. So symptoms occur in the afternoon. You might think your symptoms were due to the afternoon food, but the morning foods were more problematic in reality. Now, there's no direct testing for histamine intolerance, but your doctor can use a combination of tests to determine the likelihood that you have it. And some of the most useful options are now, I don't want you to be confused by any words I'm using. I will explain them later. So the options are genetic testing for variations in diamine oxidase and other diamine oxidase affecting genes and serum diamine oxidase, the amount of diamine oxidase in your blood. And these tests may help indirectly to diagnose histamine intolerance. We think it's important for the listeners, though, to understand what the word histamine means. So please, if you can just explain that to us, what histamine means. Okay. Histamine is a chemical compound involved in immune function. And histamine is found throughout the body and is mainly stored in immune cells called mast cells. Mast cells release histamine in response to certain triggers. And diet plays a key role because some foods contain histamine and some foods are thought to promote the release of histamine, which is known as histamine liberators. And some foods do both. So histamine is actually very necessary when you graze a knee or suffer a bee sting. However, problems arise when one is exposed to too much histamine. And too much histamine can lead to allergy-like symptoms, rashes, itching, sneezing, headaches, migraines, joint pain, irritable bowel, nausea, vomiting, 
bloating, diarrhea, stomach pain, anxiety, fast heart rate, hives, red color, flushing of skin, wheezing, watery eyes, swelling of the tongue and the mouth, severe digestive issues, also chronic use of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs such as aspirin and epipharin. And one may experience all of these symptoms all the time, but with an accumulation of histamine, you may find symptoms worsening. Studies suggest the condition is more common in women, especially those experiencing middle age. So hormones also influence histamine levels. You've heard of estrogen dominance. This can cause higher histamine levels. My suggestion is use natural progesterone cream. It does help lower histamine levels. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. If you'd like to join our WhatsApp group, um, Faggy and I run a WhatsApp group where we drop a little thought on living more healthily every single day. You can join that by sending an email to info at highfm.com. Give us your name, give us your number and your cell phone. And of course, you need to be on WhatsApp and we will gladly join you. It is not a spam group. It is admin managed and it just just encourages you to take a little bit more of a step in a healthy direction. We are interviewing uh, Professor Celine Bernstein. We're talking about histamine intolerance. And as you have heard in the last segment, it can cause many, many symptoms that you go around about trying to deal with the symptoms when, in fact, there is a cause. If you would like to ask the professor a question, you can on 061-895-1019 or on our SMS line, 34516. Right, Prof, you were talking about diamine oxidase. That's a new term that I've just learned this morning. Can you maybe discuss this? Because I'm sure, as as with me, many of the listeners don't know what it is. Well, it's uh, shortened for DAO, and it's an enzyme that helps break down excess histamine in the body. It seems to ease nasal congestion, itchy skin, headaches, and sneezing. And research mentions that histamine intolerance symptoms often occur when the enzyme DAO isn't working optimally. And histamine buildup can occur as a result of deficient diamine oxidized levels. It's thus very important to have sufficient DAO levels in order to clear histamine from one's body. Now, normally, histamine travels to the gut, and it's here where DAO breaks histamine down, and it prevents it from entering the bloodstream. However, if you don't have adequate levels of diamine oxidase, histamine passes through the small intestine where it gets into your blood. And over time, this can lead to high levels of histamine, which cause all those uncomfortable symptoms associated with histamine intolerance. Then can one increase that amount of of diamine oxidase in the body? That is a brilliant question. Research shows that a low histamine diet can increase the levels of diamine oxidase. 
How efficient this enzyme is, it depends on genetics, diet, avoiding excessive alcohol consumption, caffeinated drinks, overuse of uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, I mentioned before aspirin, ephedrine, even celebrates, painkillers, antidepressants, having a leaky gut and small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, known as SIBO. You heard earlier on that women with high estrogen levels may influence the amount of histamine circulating in their body, which in turn may make the breakdown enzyme less effective. Now, because histamine buildup can occur as a result of deficient diamine oxidase levels, I feel it's advisable to take a diamine oxidase supplement to restore the diamine oxidase enzyme in your body, breaking down histamine-rich foods and thus reducing the symptoms of histamine intolerance. I have to tell you that I have given the diamine oxidase supplement to a client who suffered with terrible hives. It only works while you take it. And it's very, very expensive. I get it from a company that only sells to practitioners. If you can get it somewhere else, take it, but it only works while you take it. So that is the downside to taking the supplement. And um, another downside is it only um, works, as I said, when you take it. And researchers did a study. They instructed 28 participants with um, histamine intolerance to take the capsules for four weeks and then report the severity of the symptoms. And all of these participants had great improvements in their system, in their symptoms. But as soon as they stopped taking the, sum, the supplement, the symptoms came back. I really think the most important issue here is to get to the underlying cause and work to correct it. This is the only long-term permanent solution to getting rid of histamine intolerance for good. Would that mean, though, that the person cannot make their own DAO enzyme and that's why it only works once they take it? Well, we do make our DAO enzyme, but certain issues take that ability away. I mean, the okay. drugs, the medication, etc. So let me just, I just want to backtrack so that I understand correctly. DAO is a test, a blood test that you can take. Well, the doctors do a genetic testing um, with the DAO to find out the levels in your blood. Oh, so it is a genetic test, not an ordinary blood test. No, no. It's genetic testing and a serum test as well. And I feel like most people also, when they have these types of reactions, they naturally go to take an antihistamine. Absolutely. And, you know, you can also eat um, histamine food, antihistamine foods, such as watercress, onions, apple, blueberries, High vitamin C foods such as tropical fruits, cauliflower, berries, even fresh herbs such as tarragon, thyme, and chamomile, fresh ginger, and turmeric. 
And of course, you can take supplements such as quercetin, and they did use quercetin during COVID, very high doses of quercetin. And vitamin D is very, very important in vitamin C. So, I mean, we know that 1% of the population suffer from histamine intolerance, although some researchers believe that number is highly underestimated. And the reason is that many physicians overlook histamine intolerance and it can be difficult to diagnose. What so foods then are high in histamine? Sorry? Which foods then are high in histamine? Okay, the foods high in histamine are, you've also got the histamine liberators, okay? Um, so the foods high in histamine are alcohol, energy drinks, teas, black, green, yerba mater, pickled, canned foods, chocolate, cocoa products and vinegars, and certain prescription drugs and antibiotics, as, as such as antibiotics antidepressants, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, all block the body's production of DAO. So as DAO is made in the intestines, if your intestines are not healthy, there may not be enough DAO to break down histamine. So obviously when histamine builds up, systems, not systems, symptoms worsen. And decreased DAO in levels may explain why histamine intolerance symptoms are more common in persons with gastrointestinal disorders, such as inflammatory bowel disease, IBS, celiac, and SIBO. Okay, so I have used the low histamine diet and I've had success. It is restrictive. But my suggestion is you don't have to live on it forever. Do it strictly for 30 days, and that will give you a chance to see what foods really affect you. And you need to keep a diary. That is so important. Um, so the most important thing is, believe it or not, fermented foods such as sauerkraut and kimchi which is known to be healthy, is part of a high histamine food. Legumes, chickpeas, soya beans, peanuts. Funny enough, not peanut butter. And uh, the histamine releases are the bananas and the citrus or lemon and lime and uh, any foods or supplements that contain yeast, sourdough, nutritional yeast, and bone broth. So, you know, you want to be healthy, but if you're suffering with certain symptoms, what do you do? So I would really say you've been on an eating spree, uh, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, breaking the fast, having a bit of a fast Gedalia, Yom Kippur fast. Start now and start eliminating those high histamine foods if you do suffer from some of the symptoms that I spoke about. What are the foods low in histamine? So I don't want you to focus on what you can't eat. Focus on what you can. Okay, most important, 
freshly cooked grass-fed meats and poultry, fresh wild-caught fish, fresh vegetables, onions, sweet potatoes, asparagus, broccoli, squash, cucumbers, beets, but avoid those foods that are high in histamine. You can have rice, quinoa, potatoes, corn, oats, coconut milk, hemp milk, almond milk, rice milk. You can have butter. I suggest you go for pasteurized milk. Eggs are safe in small amounts, but only eat the egg yolks. You can have the peanut butter and you can have the fresh fruit, with the exception of the citrus fruits, papaya, pineapple and strawberries. Drink water, herbal teas, have olive oil, coconut oil and fresh herbs. That is important. You know, I found I'm drinking now hot water with um, like an eighth of a teaspoon of Himalayan salt and a bit of cinnamon. And it's very, very enjoyable. I love it. And also it helps stable the hunger if you you know, tend to eat too often during the day. So, can, can I, can I, can you just go back a little bit? You were talking about the low histamine foods and the high histamine foods, and then you mentioned histamine trigger foods. Now, are those trick? What are those trigger foods again? And and are they triggering for good or for bad? No, they do help. They they're known as histamine liberators. And they thought to promote the release of histamine. And I've told you some foods do both. Now, the histamine liberators can help with the high histamine. And that's how you can, you know, improve the quality. So that they help, they help prop, they help positively in bringing down the histamine. Yeah, in bringing down the histamine. Can you mention those foods again, just to the, the histamine liberators? They were tomatoes. I'm just going back to my notes. Hold on one second. Um, this is the one. I'm so mixed up now. And apparently leftover foods is also high histamine. Say that again. Leftovers. Oh, God. That I can talk about. You've really got to be careful how you prepare your food. I'll find that a liberators. If not, I'll send it to you, Adel and Faggy, and you can put it on the uh, WhatsApp group. You know, fresh is best. The histamine content of foods increases as foods age or spoil. I mean, over the Ontavi, what did you do? You either froze your foods, you you couldn't um, defrost them in the microwave. You shouldn't do that. You should actually take them out the freezer and defrost them in a bowl of water. I mean, there's so many rules to follow. And, why? Why? Uh, why would? Why would the histamine level of foods? This is like a new one to me. Why would histamine levels increase in cooked food or leftover food or frozen food? Why does it increase? Because that's where it starts fermenting and causing the problems. And a lot of people use leftover foods in the fridge. They'll go and eat them. What I suggest is if you make a big batch, freeze it in glass containers and put it in your freezer. And now with this load shedding, I mean, 
it sometimes defrosts in the freezer and you must make sure that you eat it. It's, it's frightening. You know, you've got to avoid artificial colorings and preservatives such as benzoates and sulfates. They release histamine. And you must check your medications and supplements. And uh, there are a whole lot of other things you've really got to do. So let me explain. Some foods might not have a high histamine concentration when they're fresh. But as they sit in your refrigerator, their histamine levels go up. Okay? That's why raw meats, poultry, and fish have a high bacterial count. And as the bacteria ferment the food, they create histamine as a byproduct. And a good way to combat the natural histamine increase in high-protein foods is to buy them fresh, cook or freeze them the same day as freezing stops the histamine buildup. Don't leave them in your fridge for a few days and definitely not in your counter or in your car. I mean, I would carry a freezer container with me in the car if you're going to shop for things that have got to go in the freezer and you've got to cook them. And uh, to thaw, place them in a sealed bag and submerge in cool water for 15 to 30 minutes instead of leaving them in the fridge overnight. Adel, I hope this explained to you the thing about the preparation of the food, mm. etc. This is something new that, that, that I've learned. Um, I have a whole lot of other questions. I'm sure our listeners do too. If you do have a question, 0618951019 is our telegram or 34516 is our SMS line. Um, we are talking about histamine uh intolerance and um yeah it is it is an issue that we sometimes walk around with so much um so many symptoms and nobody really really thinks about um seeing that our body is just actually having a a a reaction i certainly know from myself that i can pick up certain foods just trigger maybe joint pain or something, and then I know, like, just stay away from 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 those foods. Uh, we're going to go for a little bit of a break, if we can. And uh, when we get back, I've actually got a whole other bunch of questions. This is one hundred one point nine High FM. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kasulski and Fagy Stern. We're talking with Professor Celine Bernstein. We're talking histamine intolerance. I want to ask two questions. My first, Prof, is um, could histamine intolerance be solely environmental? We've talked a lot about foods that are high and low and the liberators. Could it be that some people are just allergic to the environment in terms of pollen and thatch and grass and, and that's what's causing the histamine levels? And if so, what can be done there? Okay, so let's talk about pollen. It's one of the most common aggravators of histamine release. Now, for people that have this problem, it can actually irritate you year-round, depending on where you live. You have to watch your weather app for high pollen days. And unfortunately, you have to stay indoors if possible. A very good suggestion is uh, to wash your hair before bed 
to avoid transferring pollen or dust from your hair to your pillowcase, which you may not change for a week. So, you know, people say it's, we must get rain, pollen's in the air. It's very difficult to stay at home. Mm. And uh, I would perhaps take an antihistamine, a natural antihistamine, try and eat more of the foods that I spoke about that act as antihistamines. Does that so, answer your question? Uh, so, so, so there is, there is this environmental thing where people get allergic to grass or et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm just wondering if, if, if what, what's the horse and which is the cart? Meaning, if we start lowering what it is that we are eating, then our in, our intolerance to pollen will go down. Or is it that the pollen is aggravating us and then, you know, aggravating what we're eating? It's a difficult question to answer. Maybe you need to use an air purifier. This is mm. an excellent way to decrease your exposure to irrigate to irritating allergens and toxins in your environment. So what do air purifiers do? They take in the air in your environment and filter histamine-causing allergens like pet, dander, dust, pollen, and mold spores. So I would suggest investing in a high-quality air purifier with an HEPA filter that will ensure that your home environment won't trigger a histamine reaction. And, you know, you've got to look at your gut. How many times have I spoken about the gut? The mm. gut is part of your immune system. And if your gut isn't healthy, you will likely experience far more allergic reactions and develop elevated histamine levels. So understand that 80% of the immune system is in your gut. Diseases begin in the gut. And allergic reactions and constantly elevated histamine levels actually damage your intestinal lining further. So take a very good probiotic. It can do wonders for gut health. I really And just to add to what you're saying, though, is that I'm a real allergy sufferer. Uh, I mean, my grandfather was terrible with his allergies. And I have learned definitely from what I eat has an effect on my allergies and on my sneezing and on my itchy eyes. Um, you know, when I stopped certain foods, when I, if I introduced it back, the minute I started having it, I would, I'd have a bit of a breathing issue or a bit of a sneezing or, you know, so I definitely the types of foods that you eat for sure have an effect on your allergies. Absolutely. And, you know, I admire you for stopping those foods, but sometimes you're at a party or wherever and you partake and you don't know what's in the food, it could be hidden something that you're allergic to and you'll get a reaction. And as I said, it might not be the um, afternoon foods that you've eaten. It could be the morning foods, which takes place um, six hours later. You mentioned earlier also about migraines. I think so many people suffer with migraines and don't realize that it's a histamine problem. Absolutely. And you know, the diamine oxidase. I mean, try and get it on the internet if you can get it cheaper. It costs 2,000 rand for 60 capsules. Wow. I mean, I could give it to people wholesale. 
It's 1,500. What's a 1,500? It's ridiculous. Right. Okay, can can we just take another tangent? It was something that uh, Faggy posted on our, our chat before we went on air, and that is, is there a link between histamine and what we're seeing now in children in terms of autism and, and learning disorders? Well, I think there is definitely a link. It's very difficult to say. I did see your link. Um, you know, there's a wonderful book. I don't know who wrote it but it's all to do about the gut and especially uh, moms who don't take a probiotic while they're pregnant are looking for problems. And also, even if they breastfeed the baby, they're taking a probiotic and they're worried about the baby with intolerances. They can actually get a probiotic that's specifically for babies and they can put it on the breast. So, so, so in, 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 in terms of like where, where is the, 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 the original cause? Am I right in saying that it's the unhealthiness of the gut? It's the, your gut being permeable, leaky gut, the stuff that you're throwing in your gut, like concentrate on your gut. And once you start get healing on your gut, you probably will bring down your histamine levels. Now, I think that's very important. You might have to take a supplement to help with leaky gut. You've got to heal that lining. This is the biggest problem. But, you know, I'm not going against doctors, but they only treat the symptom. They don't get rid to the core, to the core of the mm. problem by going through your whole history. When did this begin, etc.? Right. Very, 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 very interesting. If you'd like to ask a question, 34519 is our SMS line and 0618951019 is our telegram number. Is there anything you'd like to leave with, uh, with our listeners in the last five minutes that you feel, you know, would, would add to, to the discussion at hand? Okay. I just want to say that I forgot to mention a netipot. Have you heard of a netipot? is a great way to support your body during the allergy season. They irrigate your nasal passages to help clear debris, such as pollen, dust, and excess mucus. Clearing out irritating debris will allow you to breathe more easily and reduce nasal swelling. So what is my key takeaway? You may have realized or never realized that histamine was an issue for you. You may have thought that no one would ever figure out what was going on with you. You have to realize and know that there is hope. There are specific steps you can take to master your histamine intolerance, even your mast cell activation syndrome. And unfortunately, in our short time, I can't cover everything. I just hope Adel and... um, Faggy and the listeners out there, that you have some idea how to handle your health issues. Okay, just quickly, very quickly, just to go back on this masked cell activation syndrome, is that something that is diagnosable by the doctors? I don't know. You're asking me. Ask the doctor. I don't know. Masked cell. <laughs> I don't know what the doctors, you know. 
I've got a client. She can, she's got a sister who's a doctor. And she said that my problem is mast cell activation syndrome. Funny enough, I have to tell you, there is a course being run on mast cell activation syndrome. And I actually want to attend it, and it starts today. Okay. So, good timing. Yeah, excellent, well-chosen subject. So, um, I mean, I think you've got to test genetic testing for that DAO. That I would definitely right. do because of the gut issues. Um, I wanted to actually test my histamine intolerance, and I, I made a few phone calls to some of the, the you know, to Lancet and to Empath. Um, I think the one doesn't do a specific test, but the other one does do like a 24-hour urine test. Um, which is a laboratory? Um, I think Empath. Empath. I'll find out for you. What about a hair analysis test? Mm. That will tell you what foods you're intolerant to. That could also help. But then, you know, you don't want the listeners going from pillar to post and saying, I can't, I, I'm just going to eat what I can and cope and take an antihistamine forever. Mm-hmm. Maybe a digestive enzyme could also help. Digestive and quercetin. Quercetin definitely helps. Quercetin definitely helps. And But I've got to tell you, I'm actually not allowed quercetin because of my genetic testing. It increases some gene in my body. So, I don't know. Where do we go? We pray to Hashem to look after us, give us the strength and the ability. I mean, to go, I mean, people even for weight loss go from one person to another, hoping to get what they want from it. Then leave them and don't go back to the original person and say, but help me. I came to you. I didn't lose the weight. Why? You've got to make people accountable to you. That's very, very important. So I think, I think one of the takeaways as we end the show now is for people to understand that we are unique and everybody's got their own genetic makeup and everybody's got their own habits and, 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 uh, ways that we live. And this is really where, as we've been pushing a lot on the show, where functional medicine, medicine comes into place where it's personalized. It's not a one size fits all. You've got a headache or just take two panado. And also to ask the question, why? Why? Like what we know, we've got a headache or, you know, we, we, our stomach is bloated. We know the symptoms, but instead of just treating the symptoms, know that as Dr. Castle always says, for every cause, there is an effect. And for every effect, there is another cause. Absolutely. And really this is, this is our, our focus on the show is for people to start thinking a little bit more broadly. Thank you, Prof. As always, it has been very enlightening. I've certainly learned, um, a lot and I hope that you, our listeners too, have, have, have learned. If you have anything that you want us to talk about, please feel free to send an email to info at highfm.com. And as mentioned earlier, if you'd like to join our WhatsApp group, um, you may on by sending an email to info at chayfm.com with your name, your number, and uh, we will gladly join you. Thank you again for your valuable time. Faggy, it was, it's lovely to be back. What can I say? We've got Very an exciting, to be back. exciting couple of weeks ahead of us um, with interviews that are going to be really super interesting. I'm excited. Thank you, everybody, for joining, and have a wonderful week ahead.